Abolition. Abolition. You're going to die right here. I'm freezing. Blood soaked battlefield. Moans of a generation of young men dying around you in agony for a lost cause. For fire and wicked idea for the sin of slavery. Can you hear me? God don't mean people to own people, Gideon. Tried to destroy my family, but you can't. Tried to destroy my people, but you won't. God has shown me the future, and my people are free. My people are free. Stand tall like a steeple. This is just a shout out to my people. And if you need a cause, here's a reason. Oh yeah, yeah. My people, and I'm a ride if I need to. I ain't too proud to beg when I need you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pull up with it, ghost. Yeah. I remember working off the clock, trying to get my bands up.
superhero I owe it all to my people Oh from the Harriet film entitled My People Are Free, and that was followed by The Skins with My People. Peace and welcome to Abolition Today, a weekly syndicated online radio program with a specific focus on modern slavery as it is practiced through the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution and by for-profit prisons worldwide. We air live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 5 Mountain, and 4 Pacific. Live streams and archive podcasts are available at abolitiontoday.org and on all major podcast platforms. My name is Yusuf Hassan, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Max Parthas. Peace, Max. Peace, Brother Yusuf. I'm here at the Park Up the Abolitionist Center, just back from our trip to Alabama, and I'm really looking forward to tonight, man. The day before, the day before. Oh, yeah. The day before, the day before. So last week, we threw out some thunderbolts from the heavens as we both amplified the voices of each state from the Freedom Five. That's the five states on the ballot for the uh, November 8th election to remove slavery exceptions, and we fielded through the storm of opposition, lies, misinformation, and confusion surrounding our work to abolish constitutional slavery in the U.S. for the first time. In the last episode of an eight-week series, we are pleased and honored to be joined or rejoined by Tina Martin-Wyatt, activist, abolitionist, and the great-great-great-grandniece of Harriet Tubman. We're only two days away from the last voting day when abolishing slavery in states is on the line. We've amplified the voices of the Freedom Five like a galactic bullhorn. So here we are, right at the finish line of making history. Our efforts have gone viral, and the world is watching, waiting to see if America truly values the freedoms it claims the champion. It's been a long, hard fight against tremendous odds. We've literally fought principalities and powers with unlimited resources and access when we all had, when all we had was divine favor and an unrelenting commitment to ending legalized slavery. Today we make our final calls, pitch our last plea, make our last prayers, light our last candles. And since uh, we have uh, Veterans Day coming up this week, and me being a veteran, I'm going to say my last oorah. 
you know, you don't want to miss the conclusion to this amazing eight-week series. At Abolition Today, we have chronicled and archived this, this historic moment and the heroic men and women behind it from its humble beginnings to its 2022 conclusion. And now we hope and pray that on November 9th, we'll able to be, uh, be able to say it is done in five states where slavery is constitutionally legal today. The next time you hear from us will be our season finale when we report on the 2022 midterm results with special guest Louisiana Representative Edmund Jordan. And, of course, for tonight, we've got amazing music mixes, and we'll bring the ancestors' work, word back to life for a new generation of slavery abolitionists. So before we jump into tonight's topic, Max, you were in Alabama, so I know you uh-huh. have a lot to report on from your trip. Well, you know, I'd like to say a lot about it, but I don't want to spend too much time. It's just going to be a really powerful, busy night tonight. But let me say, we went to Alabama in mass from all over the country. Uh, we had myself and Tribal Rain was there, of course, representing the ASNN and the Paul County Abolitionist Center. Uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. from the Black Panther Party Cubs was there. Chastity Bowman with PLJ. Uh, Cortez Rice was there. Diane. Caldwell, Bianca Austin, Lakeith uh, Smith, uh, Liliana Nifa, Selena was there, Selena Guerrero. Oh, Selena, uh, wow. Yeah, we came in from Minnesota, California, South Carolina, Chicago. Uh, man, we just so many people there. And we went to the Civil Rights Memorial in Montgomery, Alabama. And that's where we held, uh, they called it a press conference, but it was so much more. Uh, speakers there on behalf of what's going on in Alabama and nationwide regarding the abolition of slavery and, you know, human rights crisis going on in Alabama right now, crimes against humanity. And we spoke right. uh, very much about that in support of trying to make a change now. It was a very powerful moment in history, uh, and the photos speak for themselves. So, yeah, that was that was something, something special. Shout out to Jamelia well, Land. Jamelia Land, mm-hmm. and on behalf of March On, uh, with some grants that they allowed us, like travel grants and stuff, was able to organize this thing and put it together on almost on no notice at all. Uh, so shout out to our sister Jamelia Land, doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing. That's right. So I'll, I, I want to jump right into uh, bringing our guest in, Max, if you don't mind. That, that sounds like a plan to me. Let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> So, Auntie Tina, welcome back to the show. For those who don't know, this is Tina Martin-Wyatt, the great-great-great-grandniece of Harriet Tubman, or Mother Harriet Tubman, or Auntie Harriet Tubman, whichever Mm -hmm. name we want to call her by. But please welcome back to the show. Well, well, thank you, Yousef and Max, for having me back. And uh, I just want to say this. Uh, I was listening to the words. Uh, that you, you know, the, the excerpts that you yes. chose for in the, from the movie Harriet. And a lot of people uh, attribute many quotes to her that are really not her quotes. But that one where she says, you know, my people are free, she, she did say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but the thing about her saying that, though, is she saw it. In the spirit, 
before she actually had it in her hands. Mm-hmm. Right. So she knew that it that it was that it was coming, that it was done, and and that she never gave up because of it. And and I think that that's where we have to find ourselves right now, in terms of believing and knowing that we have what it is that uh, we ha- we have these rights, uh, we have the freedom, we have the victory, because first of all, God is on our side. You know, this is right. right. He is not ever behind evil or hate, um, you know, because of what, what, uh, what is supposed to be pushed forward in the universe through Jesus Christ coming through is love. It's all about love. It's all about love. And what we're seeing right now is just just overwhelming hate. And the, and, and, the, and, the, and the worst part of it is these are Christian people that want to put that out there in front of them and saying that they're Christians. But well, yet they're spewing, they're spewing hate. Right. That's not, that's not God. That is not God. That's far from it. So what I'm saying is, you know, stand, stand firm. I'll give you, I'll give you this, um, uh, my, one of my favorite scriptures that, uh, 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 there was a king called Jehoshaphat and he saw this big army around him. And he said that, oh, he said, you know, I, you know, I, I'm fearful. You know, we can't, we can't overcome this. There's too many of them. And God sent his messenger uh, to him to tell him, don't be afraid. He said, take your position. Stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord with you. Now, I know that the salvation of God is with us because we are standing and fighting for right, just like Aunt Harriet did, just like they did all those years ago until they were able to get the 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 freedom that was that was rightfully ours. So I just tell you to keep pushing, to keep pushing, and to not give up, no matter what happens. No matter what happens, whether you see what you want right now, don't be discouraged, because you know that's that's what uh, that's what they want to happen for us to get discouraged. If we don't get what we want right now, get discouraged, give up. Quit, cave in, but that's not what we're going to do. That's, that's not what we're going to do. It. That's mm-hmm. right. You keep on going. Aunt Harriet kept on going. She kept pushing. Got to do the same thing. Exactly. Um, it, it is so good to have you back here with us, Tina. You know, I'm always saying, "Well, we need is God and Tina, and we got it going on here. We, we can do whatever we need to do." Because <laughs> uh, you're a prayer warrior. He does you know all the time. I mean? like, you're a prayer warrior. Uh, you, Manifest oh yeah, prayer. Oh yeah. Uh, so, yeah I, I know who we gotta. I know who we gotta have going going forward. You know that doesn't mean we don't do anything else, but we gotta get God involved in whatever we're doing. We that, have he, to have he's gotta be. The mm-hmm. children First have to be involved. The ancestors mm-hmm. have to be respected and involved. The elders have. We gotta be all together on one accord. Mm-hmm. And if we can't mm-hmm. do it over ending slavery, I don't know what we can do it over. But I believe in this team that has manifested in 2022 
and made it to the point where we're making history with five states on the ballot mm-hmm. and only two days away. Mm-hmm. It was never supposed to happen. This is all literally mm-hmm. divine. It's a miracle, you know. As a matter of fact, yeah, we well, have a number done, of people. You've done tremendous. You, you you've done yeah. tremendous things. You've done tremendous things. Uh, but I'm gonna let you go on and finish your your point, and then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say something else. No, go ahead and say it, because my next thing was going to uh, start bringing in people who wanted to share some space with you today uh, as well. Okay. So go ahead well, and say you, what you want to Yeah, well, if you think back to the time when Aunt Harriet, you know, was was on this earth and she was and she self-liberated and then came down to where she really fought for democracy, which is what you're fighting for right now, and that was in the Civil War. And, and and that's where after 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 we we won that uh, uh, freedom when it was the emancipation happened, you know what happened was, you know we got all these amendments supposing to give us our rights, and that thirteenth amendment and that exceptions clause, not really focusing on the fact of that exceptions clause. Um, but kept on pushing for more rights and more rights and more rights and dealing with that as you go along. But the thing is, is that here we are now where somebody paid attention to that and said, oh, no, we can't, we can't, we can't continue with this. We have to, this has to change now. It's no coincidence that this is happening. It's no coincidence that uh, they're trying to turn the, back, the, turn the clock back now. It's no coincidence that Aunt Harriet is blowing up like she is at this point in right. in, in, the, in the United States uh, because it's what her her values, her essence, uh, her way of doing things is leading and showing us, okay, I've done this work before. This is the path I took. Pay attention how successful I was and why I was successful. Do the same things. Keep the same thoughts. Keep the same uh, action going forward. So, um, you know, with that exceptions clause, and you seeing what it what it is. I mean, there's so many so many things that are still not right. You know, so many other things with the voting rights, uh, everything, and we have to come to a to a to a, to a point where we have to realize we have to vote. We have to get out and vote. We cannot take that vote for for granted because if we as black people get out and vote in mass, things change. Things change for the better. And so, you know, I just want to I just want to just make sure I get that out because that yes, vote ma'am. is so so important. One of the things that we did differently was we took this out of the hands of the state and we put it in the hands mm-hmm. of the people. So now mm-hmm. is the people literally have a choice. Slavery is literally a choice right now. You mm-hmm. can go down to one of these five states and vote yes or no. Abolish slavery mm-hmm. or don't abolish slavery. And if you're not, mm-hmm. and if you know this is going on and you don't go vote, you might as well have said, go ahead and keep us in slavery. I know there's a few people that want to speak and share some space with us today, so I want to start bringing a few of them in. Remember to press 1 on your keypad if you're already on the line, and also the call-in number is 515-605-9814. I'm 
going to bring in 5753, your honest uh, abolition today here with Max Yusuf and Tina White. 5753. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Um, uh, first of all, I want, I want to thank Ms. Wyatt for uh, coming on the program. My name is uh, Edmund Rushton, and I represent the and the. Hey, how you doing, Max? I uh, I represent the uh, the and the exception chapter in Michigan. Um, we are we are brand new. We're we're the babies of the movement. Um, as Max would say we we're, we're the next chapter and. I uh, very very much feels that way up here with uh, the energy that's uh, that's uh, coming in. I feel like my phone just doesn't stop ringing now, and everybody's saying, you know, is, is it going to be us next? And uh, and we're we're excited. We're getting ready. You know, the next election cycle starts on on Wednesday, so we're 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 ready to hit the ground running as soon as that happens. Um, but until then, we we just want to keep uh, give, giving all our, our, our support, all our fra- uh, flowers, all our praise, uh, to the freedom five right now. Um, and, and I would say uh, chief amongst them is, is, uh, in terms of how, how much, uh, support and how, how, how many prayers they need from us right now is, uh, is Curtis Davis down in, in Louisiana. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's listening right now and I just wanted to commend all his hard work. And I wanted to commend the work of the people of uh, Policy Films for that that fantastic documentary. Um, that, was, that was really moving, and it's given us some some great material to work with up here uh, as we're getting ready to start uh, uh, moving legislators in the in the right direction. You know, I, I feel like uh, as as the leader up here, my job is less going to be you know getting people enthusiastic about it or getting people hyped up about it. They're already hyped up. I got we got polling experts who want to get on this. We got petition experts. We got we got legislative experts all just mm-hmm. just waiting for January to introduce this bill and just go at it with everything we got. And mm-hmm. um and and yeah, we're, we're I I feel like my job is just going to be kind of herding kittens. You know, we all just got to get through <laughs> get through the door. Uh That's and how you um, give it everything you got, brother. Yeah. That's it. Certainly, is worthwhile, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't no half stepping. Oh no, no. We we got two terms that we we really want to be hitting hard in in every room we're in on on every message board that we get onto. Um, and and the first one is going to be, uh, we we want to we want to rename uh, the private prison industry, uh, or the the captive labor industry as we know it. Um, and in Michigan, everybody still, you know, recognizes that prison labor is a thing, that it happens. I, I know that the grand majority of us are, are unaware to how horrible the conditions are and, and how much uh, ending the exception would, would help get these people on the inside, the, the support and the help they, they, they very much need as, as we keep trying to uh, decarcerate our state and, and free all that we can. Um, and so we want to... We we just want to uh, uh, introduce the uh, not in the bill, but we want the message to be that uh, the private prison industry will now be known in Michigan as the peculiar in, uh, institution, <laughs> as uh, as it was known. <laughs> yeah, you know we're we're a northern state, and I see a lot of activity down in the south. And let me tell you one thing: I I cannot wait to turn around and tell our people on Wednesday how is Louisiana a free state, and Michigan is a slave state mm. in 2022. How, That's you know, right. how, how, how did, can anybody up here justify that or, or explain that? And so we, we want that, that message to weigh heavy over the heads of our legislators, and we want our legislators to know now that, that we're, we're not calling it 
the private prison industry anymore. We're calling it the peculiar institution peculiar until it is, is vanquished. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you very much, Edmund. George, uh, Edmund, uh, we are looking forward to, as you said, the next generation. Uh, Tina, would you uh, like to make any comments? Yeah, I, I, well, I did. Well, you know, when, when everybody was saying something, I guess I didn't, wasn't heard, but I was saying that, you know, we are not powerless. That is the one thing that we are not powerless. And when you said mm-hmm. um, it's about, you know, that we have a choice, and that's right. We 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 now have a choice about what about what we're going to have, what we're going to what's going to represent, what what's going to happen to us. But we have to show that we care by getting out and vote. That's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, indeed. I see we have another caller as well. Uh, Let me bring in one more for us. Uh, 8762, uh, you're on Abolition Today with Tina Yusuf and Max. Hello. Hi, Ms. Wyatt. It's a pleasure Hi. to um, meet you and to, to know that Harriet Tubman lives on, and she really does because of you. So bless you. Um, I'm from the five Thank states, Vermont, which will be one of the states that will be in victory and Vermont has some pretty pure air, but it's about to be even more pure when we are finally a free state. And it's just overwhelming as a black woman who feels like this is uh, a blessing from God to be here. But my question to you would be, you prophesied you believe in prophecy as a woman of God. Um, and I wanted to know, what would what do you prophesy freedom looks like for the black community now after these votes come in and the future moves on? <laughs> You're saying you're at, you're asking me? Yes, ma'am. About hi, Max, and hi, Yusuf. <laughs> okay, you're asking me what do I think freedom looks like? Come in. What would you prophesy? You know, the word says only one or two come together. So. <laughs> well, I like I said in the beginning, uh, I'm going to say what I want, what I believe is what I want to have, the solution, which is for the exceptions clause to be removed, uh, for, this, for, for, for the vote to come in the way it's supposed to come in in order to get freedom from, from, from that exceptions clause. So I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to uh, tell God what it is that I want and what I'm looking mm-hmm. for, and, 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 and trusting him, knowing that I know who my God is. You know, personally, I call him my show up and show off God. But the thing is, is that, you know, you know who God is. He's not a God of that old, that God that you saw in the Old Testament. That was before we got the new covenant. We have a new and a better covenant now, and that's a covenant of grace. That grace is about, that grace is Jesus, that grace is love. So if you're not acting in love, if you're not, if what you're doing is not about love, it's not about uh, 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 upholding people and, and doing the right thing, then, you know, you know that God is not with you. It may seem like uh, supporting that, but, it's, but, it, but he's not. So how do I believe? I believe I say what it is. We have the victory already. We have the freedom already. I trust that, whether I see it happen right now or whether it comes later. It's already ours. I'm seeing it now, not waiting until I have it 
to say I am. I'm seeing it now and saying I am and trusting that God is moving in that on, on my behalf in that way. I'm standing, and I continue to stand. And that's what we all have to keep doing. We can't let anything stop us, delay us, discourage us, uh, make us quit, cave in. Know that God is with us, just like he was with us before. He was with us. And so we have to continue to believe that. You know, uh, Sister Tina, you have just uh, presented the perfect segue (laughs) for a musical track I wanted you here as well as the other listeners here today. And first of all, what it will do is it explains exactly what we're talking about. So if you're a new listener and you don't, don't really know what we're talking about, it tells you exactly what we're talking about. And then it also has a song that's dedicated for all of us out there uh, working on this amazing effort. Uh, so what we're going to do is play that, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back on the other side, more comments, more callers. Remember to press 1 on your keypad if you have a question or comment and the number is 515-605-9814 it is the day before the day before you're about to hear the Freedom 5 news and clip with Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey when you believe with a few clips about things that have already occurred we'll be right back after this abolition abolition Meanwhile, voters in multiple states will get to decide whether to end what some call the slavery loophole. Five states have amendments on the ballot this November that would cut out language that permits slavery and involuntary servitude as criminal punishments. Newsy national correspondent Stephanie Sandoval is following the story. Voters in five states will vote on whether to eliminate language in their state constitutions that allow slavery and involuntary servitude as criminal punishment in prisons. It's an exception that's also written in the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. In Tennessee, a proposed amendment would strike out that language so it reads, slavery and involuntary servitude are forever prohibited. Lawmakers say it's about time the language is changed. We definitely want to remove the word slavery from the state constitution. We don't want persons who are incarcerated to be considered to be slaves, right? We don't want any punishment for any crime to be likened to slavery. Alabama, Oregon, Vermont, and Louisiana are also tackling the issue this November.
Today.org with Max Parthas, Yusuf Hassan, and our guest this evening, Tina Martin Wyatt, the great, great, great grandniece of Harriet Tubman. And you just heard Freedom Five newsie clip, and that was accompanied by Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey singing When You Believe, and it also included clips from when Colorado, Nebraska, and Utah passed their, passed their amendments to abolish slavery. Uh, Tina, I'll pass it to you first for any comments on what you just heard. Yeah, um, that that big word, believe. Believe. Mm-hmm. Believe. That's all that God wants us to do is just to believe. Believe that He is. Believe that He is love. Believe that He is with us. He is. He is not a part of hate. He is a part of love. And enslavement of any kind, oppression, 
just what what you see going on right now in this world. God is not a part of that. He is not a part of that. He will use what is going on to order to bring about what he feels this world needs to be, where we need to be, where the world needs to be. But he does not bring in hate. He does not support it. And Aunt Harriet knew that when she was fighting for what she was fighting for. She believed, she trusted God because she knew that he was behind the freedom of, you know, liberating, you know, liberating our people. He, she knew that he was behind that. He came to her, shared that with her. So, you know, and she was so successful, so successful, greater than having more success than any other person did, and in, in even in dire circumstances. But what, what she never stopped doing, she never stopped believing, never stopped. And so, you know, that is what we have to do right now, never stop believing. I mean, things look bad, but, you know, we can't give voice to how bad that is, but we got to give voice to how great God is and that he, how he stands with us on the side of right, on the side of love. So that's, yes. I can't say enough about that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have another caller, I believe, that wants to join us on uh, space here. Uh, 2016 campaign that didn't quite succeed, but we didn't give up and we did come back and we did do that right. in 2018. Mm-hmm. And and so I know even the places we haven't, you know, that we there were more places we wanted to be on the ballot this year. We're going to get those. It's going to, you know, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where um, mm-hmm. where we will get wins on on um, on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. it's not going to stop there. We're just going to keep yeah. going. Um, and I, you know, since then I, I, I moved to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. That's where I am right now, which, as you mm-hmm. know, is ground zero for slave trade. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel your Aunt Harriet's presence here, and, and not only when I drive over the Harriet Tubman Bridge on Highway 17, but mm-hmm. just in general, it, it, it's. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I that's one of the things I wonder is what how do you feel her presence? What what tells you that she's here? How do I feel her presence? Yeah. When I read when I you know, 
I I I I um I connect with her faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't always, you know, because I, you know, I've always known about her. I, I you know, and, you know, her relationship to me and everything. Um, but it wasn't until 2000, in the two, early 2000s, that I went back and I reread her book again, and I was going through a trial of my own and mm-hmm. uh, health challenge. And it was when I read a, read her words. This time, it was her faith that jumped off the page, you know, about what she had to say and and about what she felt about God and, and God being with her and how she did it. Uh, and, and, you know, and that's when I really fell in love with her and, um, and, and, and knew that she was a person that you can look at and use as an example of the God kind of faith, the kind of faith that he gives us of his mm-hmm. own and how she just, she just grabbed onto it and never relinquished. But see, the other thing about that that people don't understand is that God loves us more than we can ever love him. And he's always got his hand on us. So as long as we don't relinquish, as long as we don't give up, as long as we don't cave in, you know, you know, what 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 is what is what is right, it will come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And we know that enslavement, enslavement is wrong. How African Americans have been treated in in, in, in in this country is wrong. I mean, just to, to be hated because of the color of your skin, to to want mm. to be oppressed because of the color of your skin, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and to continue that, you that is not God at all, period. And I don't right. know how anybody can stand up and say that is him because it's not. So what do I do? I believe. I trust in him. I put my faith there, and I rely, and I continue to rely on him, just like he says. But I do, and I listen. What is, and that's what she did. She listened. What the, what, what's the next move? What do you want, how do you want me to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, see, so we got to start listening. And because he may tell you to do uh, something else that looks, it may look not as, that it's not right. But it could be it could it could be right, whereas what you were going to do, you think it was right, but it could have been wrong. And and if you look in the movie, this part of the movie was a very good uh, 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 example of that happening uh, mm-hmm. when she was in the when she was in the woods. She knew most of the land uh, in the waterways. But she mm-hmm. came. But she, when she was in the in the in the woods, she stopped. Now this part was true. This part was accurate. She stopped, and she just stood there. She was listening, and and they said, "This, you know, what what is she doing? Oh, she's listening uh, to the spirit of God." And he was telling her, and nothing could distract her away from that. He told her, "Don't go the way you were getting ready to go. Go this way." Now, that way took her to a water that she didn't know anything about, and they were all afraid. And so she usually does not tolerate uh, anybody saying, no, I'm not doing this. But she allowed it that time, and she, she waited out. 
because she waited out. Now, now the movie shows it like she was, to me, a little bit afraid, but she wasn't. Because she waited out. She said she knew that God was not going to let her drown or let anything happen. So she waited out to show them, you can trust. And the water, she's only five feet tall, just barely that. The water Mm -hmm. stopped at her, I think at her shoulder, she said, or right up underneath her armpit. And she stepped out a little further and a little further, and then she could keep going. Now, if anybody, if you've ever been in any water where a lake or something like that, because where I come from, our mm. beaches were man-made, and, and it was out, it was from Lake Erie and things like that. So there were times where we would go out into the water, and the next thing you know, you're dropping. You know, mm. so, uh, but she wasn't afraid of, of of that happening or 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 of drowning. So when she waded out a little bit further, she told me it was fine. Come on across. That was to show them that they could trust God. See, that wasn't mm-hmm. for her to know to trust God because she already did. That was for them. And so this is what in this time now, because that's what that's what that's what the ruler of this world, which is Satan, wants you to do. He wants you to stop. He wants you to cave in. He wants you to quit. Because what do they want to do? They want to take us back to 1822, Mm -hmm. not where we are in 2022. They want to take us back. And all it does is take a few people to be complicit. We're trying to go forward. We're trying to come out. So the thing is, is that we've got to start listening and hearing what God is telling us to do, the way that he's telling us to do it. And even when we get up against something that seems like, uh, you know, it might be the right way, well, he, 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 he may have another way that he's trying to show you that doesn't look right, but it is right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you to where you want to be. So all I have to say is keep listening, keep doing what you're doing until you get word from God that says do it differently. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Tina. Because he's with and us. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, Nathan is one of the OGs, as he said, goes back to 2016 right. with the first state to abolish slavery. Um, and I know you must feel very warm watching how this is all, all miracles happen, just like the mm-hmm. song said. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of other callers, yeah. and we've only got about uh, 10, 10 or 15 minutes left, so I do want to give an opportunity for Tina to uh give any final comments, but before that, there's a couple of callers I want to bring in. So let's start with uh, Sister Savannah Eldridge, uh, the lead organizer for the Abolished Slavery National Network. Welcome back to today. Hey, Hi, Savannah. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. I, um, I really want to comment on the like, the audio. I'm pretty sure, I don't, I'm pretty sure Matt was behind that, but man, the coupling of that song with those uh-huh. clips was so moving and so emotional, right? And um, so I just wanted to name that, like, thank you, Matt, thank for you. always, like, the, I mean, it's so helpful when, when the audio really brings things into perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And moving toward, like, I'm thinking about Tuesday, and I kind of waxed and waned between, like, you know, feelings of, like, like, hopefulness and inspiration and then like some like anxiety but I have to check myself 
and mm-hmm. to recognize that, like, we have done what we needed to do, right, on our mm-hmm. end. And I know mm-hmm. Louisiana in particular and our other campaigns have adopted, you know, the slogan, like, let the people decide. And it truly is, like, at the point where it is in the people's hands at this point. And so mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful and inspired for you, for your mentorship and your presence with us along this journey, Tina, and for Max and Yusuf for their, like, constant leadership and education and mm-hmm. making sure that people, like, know about this issue and keeping them updated about what's going on around the country, uh, specifically with, you know, uh, like ASNN and our network partners. And to everyone that calls and listens in, I, this is this has been, I think, one of the most resourceful tools that we've had because people can take uh, this knowledge, they can take this solidarity, right, camaraderie into their community and, and you know, and reach other people. So I just want to name that, and thank you, everybody, for coming on. I'm excited to be in this space with you guys, and um, I'm looking forward yeah. to Tuesday. I am getting ready to create a watch party. We will be having a watch party. I just want to say that, too, starting at 7 Central. Wow, that's yeah, good. 7 Central election <laughs> watch party. So, um, uh, go to the ASNN Instagram. I'll be putting that out probably later on tonight. Um, so I want to name that. I think we should try to be in the same space together as the news rolls in. It'll be helpful yes. for each other either way. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So 7 p.m. Central at the uh, Instagram uh, for Abolish Slavery National Network. Is that in the exception? Yes, it's at in the exception. Yes. At in the exception. I'm gonna make a post and um on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So folks that are following, make sure you're following our page so you can get updates. But it'll have the link to join the um virtual um Zoom um link. Savannah, I want to say thank you for your leadership uh, in these time, recent times, mm-hmm. uh, getting us to yeah, where we are. Real. And also, thank you for pointing out the little things that I put together like that, just special things that you got to be listening to to feel it, you know? Uh, mm. But, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Tina? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you, know, you know, Savannah, you know, I met you. Uh, what 2019, I think it was when you were on our virtual to find out what what great things that she uh, was doing, where she was, and and under the circumstances. So you know, and that's and that is that is so like again on Harriet. You know, uh, you know what you know the adversity and everything that she had to go through uh, that in order to be able to to uh, to uh, press. Toward yeah. what it was that she knew that she was supposed to be doing. So uh, you just keep on doing what you're doing. Um, all of you keep on doing what you're doing. Um, you know, we need uh, more people um, to be able to get out there and, and, and just uplift our people and and show them what it is that should be ours and that we have to go out and we have to take it. And we and I and I can't um I know that we are in, in there are in certain places uh where they're trying to instill fear in people mm-hmm. about voting. Um mm-hmm. and we can't allow that. 
We cannot allow that. There were people back even uh, during um, the the early days uh, where they tried to instill fear, but there was always still somebody who said, no, I'm not going to allow that to, to stop me. So and there's more of us that that, 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 that that does that now so that, and that's the thing, we have to, in those areas where 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 that is happening, uh, you know, we just have to stand up against that, and we cannot allow uh, uh, that kind of intimidation to continue. Hold the line, girlfriend. Please be mindful of your background noise. Uh, we don't want to interrupt. So I'm sorry about that, uh, Tina. But yeah, please be mindful. Thank you. Uh, we got one more mm-hmm. caller. I want to bring in and. Uh, Let's go with 6033. You are here with us on Abolition today. Listen to the old uh, Curtis Davis. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe that is Curtis Davis out of Louisiana. Peace, Brother Curtis. Hello, hello, family. How are you doing, man? First of all, what's I going say, on, Curtis? How, hey, Yusuf, how are you? I'm Matt, great, brother. Bro. I'm great. Yeah. We're all in the of Louisiana. Abolition royalty, right? Right. <laughs> Picture that, sister. Understand you have the blood of Harriet Tubman running through your veins, and yeah, I'm I honored to be able to even—I mean, really get your wisdom, get your energy, get this 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 love from you. Yeah. Well, I got it to give. She had it so, to give. I, 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 we all mm-hmm. have it. Um, yeah, I, I've been doing several um, sermons um, today at mm-hmm. churches. And I have been saying a quote that um, is attributed to um, your aunt, your great aunt. And mm-hmm. I wanted to know if you knew if it was real. And I, I, I always say that she said that I freed thousands of slaves, and I could have freed mm-hmm. thousands of more had they only known that they were slaves. Did she say that? No. Great quote, but it's not hers. <laughs> mm. It's not hers. So how because was it know, attributed to her? Huh? <laughs> How was it attributed to her? Have you traced that? I don't know. I think that was one of the – there were some quotes that came out during the movement, uh, uh, and uh, and and it was um, said to – where they were able to get a date on when it was, when it was started and things like that. Uh, there was maybe about two or three of those, and, uh, and even a song that was um, – uh, was created well after Aunt Harriet um, uh, passed away. Um, right. So, so, but those things, you know, they aren't true. And for me, uh, if they only right. knew they were they were slaves, that that to me, you know, in my in my heart, that is something that she will never even say, anyways, because that's passing judgment, and that's not something that she did. She was only about uplifting and pulling and pulling out. And so she knew, because she said the next thing uh, that slavery was a, was the next thing to hell. So, and she saw what was around her. She she knew that everyone uh, and how what they felt like and what they were going through. Um, so and whenever she came through, she said, "Whenever you want to go, anybody want to go?" She couldn't take everybody, but there were so many right. that wanted to go. But she would give them directions to how to go, where to go to, 
but um, you know, she couldn't take everybody when she came. But she did did say, you know, he would let people know when she was coming through, and that if you if you were ready to go when she was ready to go, you could come on. But if you weren't, she couldn't so, wait. I know we, so, we're stuck for time, but I have one more question, and I need you to clear this up. Um, Sister Tubman, Mother Tubman, was always depicted with a forty-five um, in her lap on the pictures that we see, the iconography. Um, so, and they said that she would rather shoot you before you tell or go back to the master. And what part of that is true? Well, she did carry a pistol, and uh, another descendant um, has that pistol, uh, but I think they've donated it to a museum now. Um, but she did carry a pistol when she was during the time that, you know, uh, liberating liberating others, and that was to protect them, you know, protect herself and to protect them. Um, she also used it to instill a little bit of fear into people who wanted to go back and um, uh, or to or to just break down right there and run back. And she knew, no, you can't do that. If you do that, then we're mm-hmm. all going to be caught. I'm going to be caught. You're going to be caught. And if that happens, uh, you know, that's that's certain death. So she would, you know, she would she use that as to encourage them, no, don't do that. Now, the other thing that she carried was during the Civil War, she carried a rifle. She didn't carry a pistol during the Civil War. She carried a rifle. And and so and that was for, you know, protection and, you know, just like uh, uh, the other soldiers because she was a soldier. She was a foot soldier, and she was a spy and scout, and she was a nurse. Uh, so, yeah, she she did carry... Uh, she carried a pistol. Thank you, Brother Curtis. Uh, you and Louisiana are in all right, our prayers. Thank you, Sister. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brother. Go ahead, Brother. Uh, no, just saying thank you. You're As in I our said, prayers. It's been an honor, Sister. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, yeah, she there, said, is a pr- there are so many there are so many things that she did say that are that are just, just that are that are greater than that quote that she said and she, you know uh uh and you can read that in her, in the book that she uh dictated to Sarah Bradford, you know, in her own words. Um so, you know, read that book uh by Sarah Bradford so that you can see the what she did really say. She's seen hundreds of escaped slaves, but she never saw one who was willing to go back and be a slave. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I said, she's seen hundreds of escaped slaves, but she never saw one who was willing to go back and be a slave. <laughs> right? Yeah, because why? Why? That's that right. was the next thing to hell. Right, exactly. Uh, thank you, Curtis. Um, Sister Tina, I just want to say on behalf of the program and all our callers listed here, of course, thank you for being here and sharing your spirit with us in this critical moment in history. Thank you for being a slavery abolitionist in the vein of your ancestors. That is something I'm, you know, I'm in awe of and proud of, uh, and we appreciate your time. Would you like to uh, tell us anything uh, that we might need to know? Well, thank you, Thank you. It's all, I mean, it's always, you know, always a pleasure to, 
to be a part of this and also to help you when you call. Um, you know, the, the this is a part of continuing and promoting her legacy as well, uh, her leg- legacy of freedom, her legacy of faith, uh, her legacy of, uh, of freedom, uh, because she fought uh, down in the Civil War. She, you know, she had a bounty on her head, and, uh, and you know, they want to know, who is this person that's doing all this freeing everybody, you know, and things like that. And, um, and so, you know, they were after her. Uh, and if they had caught her, they would have tortured her and killed her. Not just killed her, but they would have tortured her first. But, right. you know, she went down there anyways uh, at, the, at the request of the governor and, and did what she did, spied for the, for the union. Uh, she was a, 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 a scout for the union. And that was to, she believed that the country, you know, not being great then because we were not included, but she felt the country could be great if they freed the slaves and if they allowed those freemen to fight. And that would be the only way that they could win the war and, 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 and be able to preserve the union, which also preserve democracy. So what we're battling right now, that, you know, to take that exceptions clause out, that is to complete what was started to by removing that because that should not be there. And the thing is, is that when, we, when you are not being inclusive, and uh, you're 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 not preserving democracy when you do that. So this is also promoting what she started um, and trying to complete this part of it <clears throat> uh, because that was just another loophole for them to continue to enslave us, but under another name, and that's not uh, something that can be continue on in, in, you know, for the rest of our lives. Thank you once again. Sister Tina, you said? I'm, I'm just uh, speechless, you know, because uh, just the magnitude of the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just thinking of Auntie Harriet right now and how she would perceive what we're doing right now and just how I think how proud she would be of us, you know, mm-hmm. like if she's just sitting on the porch watching us and just this big <laughs> smile on her face, you know, mm-hmm. just rejoicing in like the yeah. legacy that she left behind, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. like you just said, you know, we're finishing what, what she and others like her started, right. you know, and we've been able to take it, take it even further. Like mm-hmm. we're on the ballot. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's such a huge moment. Like, people are literally going to the polls, the same polls people die trying to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just all these legacies leading up to mm-hmm. this day. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of them marching across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, trying to mm-hmm. go register to vote, and all it is, mm-hmm. just this big culmination coming up this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Just such a huge mm-hmm. moment, and I'm mm-hmm. just so grateful to be part mm-hmm. of the moment and just have you here yeah. with us. You know, it's just such yeah. a huge moment right now. Well, thank you. We cannot take and we can and we cannot take all those lives 
that did all those things. We cannot take their lives in vain. And when we don't get out and we and when we don't vote and when we don't fight to 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 end the things that are not right, um, that's what we're doing. We're we're taking what they did in vain, and um, uh, and we have to continue on. We you know we just cannot let the uh, let the ball fall. You know, and um, and I think that's what you guys are doing. And you know, because everybody there's a there's something for everybody uh, in leadership to do, and and this is what you guys are supposed to be doing. And I'm and I'm and I'm sure that you have taken up this fight and you know and you're the leader of it, but you have many supporters. And so, you know, and this is what we have to do. There are many fronts that we are fighting on. Uh and there's a role for everybody to do something. So I I, I just say, you know, the blessing of God is upon us. And and up on you guys um, in doing what you're doing. So don't don't give up, don't cave in, and don't quit. Thank you, uh, Sister Tina Martin. Why thank you so much to get here with us tonight? Um, we appreciate you. Uh, we are going to go into a music break, and the show's going to go on still for another hour. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll take more calls. Remember, it's 515-605-9814. 515-605-9814. Press 1 on your keypad if you have a question or a comment. Uh, you know, I'm an anime fan, <laughs> and I got a little clip here from regarding the That's, not, that's an understatement. Regarding girls starting life in another world from episode 2022, uh, 22 that stood out for me. Uh, especially even regarding the year. And that's also going to have some uh, quotes from Nita Turner. Nita Turner quoting Harriet Tubman. Uh, you're listening to Abolition Today, org with Max Parks and Yusuf Hassan. Our guest today has been Tina Martin Wyatt, great, great, great grand uh, niece of Harriet Tubman, and a slavery abolitionist, actionist, activist, and prayer warrior herself. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Abolition. Abolition. Keep fighting. Even if you have regrets, even if you're completely remorseful, you must fight on. If you've committed, if you've made the decision to stand against them, struggle and fight with all you have. Don't give up for one second, one moment, or one instant. Cling greedily to the victory you have within your sight. If you can still stand, if your fingers can still move, if all your teeth haven't yet broken, then stand tall to the bitter end. You mustn't ever stop. Are you telling me to get stronger? Hardly. I'm telling you to be strong. Bubble drama. 
of Regarding Zero, Starting Life in Another World, and that also included Prince, Stand Up and Be Strong, and then finished with Nina Turner quoting Harriet Tubman. Welcome back to Abolition Today, abolitiontoday.org with Max Parthas and Yusuf Hassan. Brother Max, pass it to you. Um, Well, if that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and bring in the next caller. It is the queen of the world, my wife. And the love of my life, Tribal Rain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tribal. 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 Her phone will be working half the time. Peace and blessings. There I just wanted to call in and tell you how much I was enjoying the show. I <laughs> tell you so what much. an Thank awesome, so awesome you're, you're time biased. we you're had. Biased. No, you're biased. You're biased. 
<laughs> so I wanted to tell you guys what an awesome time we had in Alabama this past weekend and to encourage everyone to get out there on Tuesday and vote. Vote, vote, vote. Uh, I don't care if you have to crawl to the ballot box. Get out there and vote. If Harriet yes, can do it, we can all do it and play our part. That's right. That. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, will be playing their part, boy. She's, uh, you know, Uber ride or die. Thirty-seven, going on thirty-eight years now, and we go everywhere together. And we do it all. Um, so if you see me out there talking, best be sure she's right there by my side somewhere working <laughs> to to help get this and done. And you can best believe we've been out there crawling sometimes, and crawling. You would not have known <laughs> it. Get out there. Mm. Yeah, um, giving it everything we got because it's worth that. This is the fight. Yeah. It's worth that. So many lives have already been laying down. Uh, so many fights and battles have been won. Uh, and we're standing right. on the shoulders of giants. And we've got to get this done uh, for their sake, for the future's sake, for our children, for our grandchildren. Definitely. Yeah. We've got to get biggest, done. This is the biggest fight of them all. Right. And Ending silence. slavery. Nothing can be more important than that. How can it be, right? How can it be? Right. Which is better bigger. than that? Unless you're coming at us with genocide, which is inclusive in slavery. I mean, what else you going got? You got this bigger. Uh, you know, uh, the world might be ending in climate change or meteors or whatever the hell may come, but I'm going to still be fighting to get freedom for our people. I don't Thank care God. if the world is ending, a meteor is coming, the sky is falling down. I want to go free from shackles. Free. That's right. I want to have right. three across my body when it hits. <laughs> right. And Harriet saw that moment. She prophesied that. I've seen it. My people are free. And here we are coming up on that uh, freedom. I mean, these are the laws of the land we're changing. This isn't just some minor thing. We are literally changing the supreme laws of the land to remove exception clauses that allow them to turn people into property, to work them for free, to buy them and sell them on the open market, to brutalize and dehumanize and criminalize them. Right. Uh, what happens after that? Who the hell cares? Let's get to that point. Let's get to that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's so get to true. that point. That is so worth it right there. Who wants to keep slavery legal? And if you pretend like you don't know, and you sit home and you don't go out and vote, and, and you know this is occurring, you voted with the slavers. That's the way it is. I mean, you're, you're saying, it. yes, go ahead and do it. And they certainly would uh, probably be very grateful that you did so. All right. Uh, if, remember, if you got a, if you want a question or a comment, press 1 on your keypad. Call the numbers 515-605-9814. Brother Yusuf? Yeah, I would just say for everybody who had already pressed one, can you press one again to lower your hand, and that way you can press one again if you want to re-raise your hand. That way we don't confuse those that are already on with those that are trying to actually call in and give a comment. There's there's some hella stuff in the news lately, man. Of course, we've been dominating a lot of it. BBC just did an article on the five states. Uh, so that was uh, international news again. Um, and there was a couple of uh, other things came out. Bloomberg did one with Brother Curtis Davis on the cover talking about the exception yeah, how about clause. That one? Five, right? How about that um, one, Curtis? <laughs> right? 
and the uh, Corporate Accountability Lab dot org out in Chicago came out uh, with a, uh, a it's a study like the ACLU did uh, very much, but they went even further. Uh, not just the labor, they went into the international violations of human rights treaties, like Article 4 of the Declaration of Human Rights, and showed how America is actually doing this in your prison systems and jail systems right now, point by point. It's an amazing mm-hmm. uh, uh, study. You want to check it out. So we've been getting a lot of support from areas like that. Even CNN and, and MSNBC uh, has been talked about. Right. One of the things that's we were talking. Correct. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, 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 go ahead. One of the things that stood out for me was a story that was sent to me by one of the fam I met out in uh, Alabama about this uh, hedge fund manager who made hundreds of millions oh of dollars. Oh, my God. Has decided to sell off $200 million worth of his stock, virtually everything that he has in stock, and buy 106 private prisons from the GOP. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see what his name is here. Michael Burry. Yeah, Michael so, Michael Berry. For anyone yeah. who's ever seen the movie The Big Short or familiar with that story, you know, during the 2008 stock market crash or financial crash, he's out here cashing in again. Yeah, he knows something apparently the rest of us don't know. He's buying 106 new private prisons from the GEO Group and has sold off all his stocks, $200 million in order to do it. So, yeah, um, that's not something you do on the spur of a moment. You know what I mean? So I, I guess uh, maybe in the future we'll find out what exactly he knows. That we well, I, I, think I, have it, I think I have a hint as to something. So this is something that I came across. Uh, there's an article in which two Harvard professors call for the greatest expansion of militarized police surveillance bureaucracy in the Western history and calling for 500,000 more armed cops, who they say will arrest 7.8 million more people per year. The article reveals alarming flaws in elite academia at a time of rising fascism. And this was uh, also this was put out by a man by the name of Alex Karakatsinis. He's the executive director of the Civil Rights Corp. He explains why he dedicates the critique to all the junior faculty and students fighting against proliferation of unethical and dangerous academic uh, practices. So it's very long, but it is going to be up on our page for, uh, for those to read because this is how it starts. It starts in academia. This is what uh, the, the uh, rebel intellectual Dr. Joy James mentioned when she was on the show, you know, that this is how a lot of these, things that go into practice, they start in academia. So they're putting out this idea, hey, we need 500,000 more cops, you know, so we can arrest 7.8 more people, 7.8 more million people per year. So it ties hand in hand with that, Max. Yeah. Um, There is this narrative that if you have more cops, then uh, you're supposed to have less crime, but I don't see how that works out because, you know... Yeah, it's never been about crime fighting. Police don't patrol uh, upper and rich neighborhoods in the way that they do poor neighborhoods. And apparently there's still a crime difference, <laughs> you know? Uh, if, if they're that peaceful, you should have a thousand cops up there in uh, one area in Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? 
instead of right. a couple of security guards, and apparently that's all they need. But anyway, um, yeah, that stock uh, sell-off and purchase of the private prisons is very, uh, it's very surprising, and I'm very curious of what pushed him to do that. And some other good news uh, in Colorado, since we mentioned Colorado earlier, uh, remember that there was the lawsuit that was going forward for those who are just finding out there in 2018, you know, uh, Colorado abolished slavery from their constitution and immediately certain people filed lawsuits challenging them being forced to work in the prisons. So the uh, involuntary servitude claims against uh, Governor Polis, or Polis, however you pronounce his name, in uh, Colorado has been allowed to proceed. You know that they've, you know, it's been they've been trying to block it, but a judge ruled uh, that people currently incarcerated in Colorado they won a major battle when a Den- Denver District Court judge refused to dismiss a legal challenge that alleges Governor Polis and the Department of Corrections illegally coerces labor from people who are incarcerated in the state. So, you know, all, our eyes are going to definitely be on this case because this is many of the things that are going to be coming up in the future. And so it's huge that this, this case was allowed to continue forward. Yeah, that is a big thing, but uh, let's not tell them our next play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, let's, let's not tell them our next, next play. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let me let me bring a blast from the past back, and then we're going to take another caller. How about that? Um, this okay. is one of our one of our favorite uh, tracks that we played in 2022. It's Reverend T. R. Thompson quote with with a quote from him that uh, you'll feel, and it's Brother Pepe with John Adams. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cedric Miley. <laughs> did it, to did I walk right into that one? Walk right into it. <laughs> You listen to Abolition Today, AbolitionToday.org, where we ain't uncovering every head that we got. We'll be right back after this. Abolition. Abolition. Today. What's up, folks? Today. This your boy, T.R. Thompson, your neighborhood preacher, coming to you with the truth. And just remember that it is the truth that'll make you free. I want to just talk to y'all about something very briefly. Um, and if I had to choose a topic for what I'm about to talk about is stop telling people your next move. Can I say that again? Stop telling people. Stop your next move. Watch this. If the city does try to come in here and get you out, what are you going to do? You're going to do what's necessary, man. What is that? But first, understand why he's coming in here. What are you going to do? All right. You're going to do what's necessary. What is that? The strategy of John Africa. What is that? Our only defense. What is that? The strategy of John Africa. You aren't telling me anything. You're just saying the strategy of John Africa. Hey, I wouldn't tell my strategy to you. You a jack boy, you're a trafficker. Probably end up locked up in Attica. Cause they consider people like me radical. They say I'm an animal. The Hannibal. Lecter, cause I get them people lecture. Yes, sir, I'm a threat, sir. Give me liberty, give me death, sir. Just me and my mind's bird. You can see the pain in my eyes and they bloodshot red cause I'm hot. Next. 
caught me in a momentary <laughs> lapse. Yeah, momentary uh, lapse. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's been an amazing ride, man. And I see we still got a hand up, so let's go ahead and uh, bring him in. 8762, Sister Karen, you had another question or comment? Go ahead. You may be on mute. Well, she may not even be there. Maybe she stepped away. All right. Well, the mic is open if you're on mute or anything like that. Uh, yeah, it has been a hell of a ride, brother. I remember two years ago, we was uh, the title of the program was The Abolitionist Midas Touch because everything right. that we touched passed, all of it. You know what I mean? The bills passed, the right. slavery, uh, to change names in uh, Rhode Island from Rhode Island plantations. <laughs> You know what I mean? To get voting rights back to people in Florida, uh, all of it, it was passing, and it was beautiful. And I'm really praying that we have that abolitionist Midas touch courtesy of uh, the Most High once again. That's right. That's right. Courtesy of the Most High. You know, just, uh, I mean, I'm of the opinion that we've already won because it's on the ballot. Just getting there, I mean, you know what we've gone through in the states that are on the ballot, and then we think about California and uh, Ohio and some of the other places that have just gone through many different struggles or the number of times it's taken states to actually get it on the ballot. I think it was two times, and it was two times in Colorado, and I think they went through about a four-year cycle up in Vermont. You know, so it was just a long struggle of getting it done. I think it was two, right. two years we went through it in Louisiana. So we've already won. Because think about this. We're talking about bringing down the legacy of something that wasn't voted on to bring it here. You know, there was no vote to institute slavery in America. Right. So just well, the mere, yeah, mere fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like when they made it legal. Prior right, to that, it was sort of like, that's, that's your property. You do what you want to do with your property. It was more laissez-faire at the time. Right. It you wasn't know, but mentioned here we in the Constitution are. before that. Exactly. And here we are with it on the ballot. Like, people are literally going to be walking out of their homes, or some have already done early voting. I know here in North Carolina, they've, uh, they did early voting all the way up until yesterday. You know, so I know in a lot of states they've done early voting and they've done absentee ballots and mail-in ballots, and people have already voted. They've already, you know, made their decision on whether or not they want to have slavery because there are no two there 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 is no third side to this. It's um, only you either for or against slavery. I do want to remind uh, Curtis Davis and uh, Savannah. You both mics is open if you ever want to join in while we're talking. Feel free. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it's been, you know, I have this un, almost uncontrollable urge to cackle like the Joker right now because it's maddening <laughs> and crazy. You know what I mean? Like, just right. to think the what you just said. In 2022, people have got to go down to the ballots and vote to abolish slavery, which happens to be very legal. And in practice, slavery and involuntary servitude. And I know when I see people talking about this issue in the media, they conveniently skip the slavery part and go right to the involuntary servitude because that doesn't seem as harsh. But 
the Constitution actually says slavery. It doesn't just say right. involuntary servitude. And as a matter of fact, slavery is the first thing it says. Involuntary servitude is the and involuntary servitude. Slavery right. is the first thing. So, you know, they conveniently skip that part. Um, it is what it is. If the Constitution calls it slavery, what should we call it? Right? Max. Got it. Joe. What's yes, up, sir. Now, think about uh, one thing that I really wanted to talk about, though, that we haven't talked about is the fact that all of our, um, not all of our, but what I call the nonprofit industrial complex, that um, they have been coming against us here in Louisiana. We're talking about black people that are getting paid to so-called fight for social justice are weighing in on just this amendment. We have eight amendments here in the state of Louisiana, but they're saying vote no on seven. They're, they're creating ads. They're going on social media, doing speeches. And I'm talking about well-known people here with the biggest organizations. So they're saying they're saying it because our sponsor backed out. Our sponsor backed out because he's a politician. And if you're a horse-trading politician, um, if there's no telling what they might trade for slavery. Like, if you take this right. away, we'll give you this, right? What, are, what do you guys think the, the social justice organizations are doing it for? Um, well, you got to remember a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations survive off of grant money, <laughs> you know, so there could be that motivation, sort of like if, you know, that some promise could have been made to them, look, you support me on this and getting people to get your people to vote no, then, you know, I'll make sure that when this grant money comes through that you all will be the recipients of it. I mean, that could be some motivation, but it could be some other things. Max? Um I've had a conversation with Representative Jordan, uh, which is why he agreed to be a guest next week on this program. And he wants to narrow it down to a difference of opinion. And there's some craziness that's going on. You know, it's not, it doesn't happen every day that you sponsor a bill, you agree to do exactly what Utah did. He agreed to that. And Utah hasn't had a problem, right? Agreed to do what Utah did. And then a couple weeks mm-hmm. after, you win the bill, and everybody, you know, all this effort that people put into making it happen, you say, well, on second thought, no, I don't think it'll work. It's actually might create worse conditions. How exactly do you get worse than slavery? Because Louisiana is a slave state, literally, like our right. documentary says. It's already going on right now. So what happens to get worse? And if you think that some judge is going to say, you know, this person did this heinous act, and I'm going to send him slavery because, you know, out of magic somehow the bill allowed it, but it don't. <laughs> I dare him to try it. Go ahead and try it. Say some stuff like that as a judge and see what happens. You know what I mean? Go ahead and right. try it. There's no exception Max, in this bill. That's the impossibility, first of all. The way that the yeah, bill is it's structured, um, it's, it's beautiful language. Um, you're talking to an ex-slave right here. But my best, one of my best friends who has an organization in New Orleans, um, they, they're talking about vote no, vote no. And so it's not just them. It's um, big organizations like vote. Yeah, they're um, following we, up on what he have, began, right? Right. So they're using him as political cover. And, he, and uh, we, we called him, we tried to talk to him, and he done this with the chief opponent of our bill. And one of the most conservative um, magazines in 
in the state of Louisiana. So he done it without consulting us. This was nefarious, first of all, and that mm-hmm. needs to be a point. This man is on the wrong side of history, and he may have given us an opportunity to win despite it because some people are polling that we're getting 62% of the rural Republican vote. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, that's good news to hear. Um, yeah, and listen, man, we already know uh, that he started this ripple effect. So I, I explained it to him, too. He said, oh, well, you know, I only talked to this one station or this one article I did. Uh, the rest is where people just picked it up. But that was more than enough, and I've seen more since. Um, so it's it's just right. it's weird. And all these people that are working to try to keep slavery legal in Louisiana – they got to look at themselves in the mirror. If we win, they're going to eat crow. You know what I mean? They're going to eat crow. Uh, they got win, some explaining to thing. do. They got some explaining to do. Uh, why in the hell would anybody want to try to keep this thing as it has been for 157 years with slavery legal? Why is that something you want to do? And how can you possibly screw up your face and say that, oh, Suddenly, if we do this, slavery is going to come. It's already here. Did you not see it? <laughs> but that's a problem also, Curtis, with people not – first of all, many people don't know there's an exception clause in the 13th Amendment. So when you say slavery is legal, they don't even know what you're talking about right there. Um, we've made a lot of changes to educational efforts, so many more people do know now. But generally, that's how it was back in, what was it, 2019 when they did our poll, found out only 18% of Americans knew there was an exception clause to the 13th Amendment. Right. You know, so it's like a double right. shock to them. And, and slavery creates some kind of a reaction, a uh, negative reaction. You don't even want to talk about it, let alone uh, change something. Curtis? We're getting the biggest pushback here in Louisiana from melanated people. That is the biggest issue the Black Caucus has um, explicitly put out ballots to say no. Um, the House Democratic Party has explicitly said say no. Um, and every social wow. justice organization besides the Power Coalition, who has canvassers all over the state, they put a lot of effort into helping us educate um, down here um, in the exception of course, abolish slavery national network and decarcerate Louisiana. We're on the ground everywhere combating, and the NAACP yes. has also said both yes. So it's a big fight with our own people. The only Caucasian that I have heard say anything is Alan Seaball, the representative, who is also known to be a white supremacist. So this is um, amazing to me, but I actually know why they're doing it. You understand? This is so right. big. Arkansas and Louisiana are the only two states in the whole United States that specifically um, sentenced their um, convicts to hard labor. To hard labor. So if, yeah, if you remove slavery and the voluntary servitude, it creates a problem in the sense that they're sentenced to hard labor. So that makes their sentence illegal. Unless you pay them a minimum wage, that's true. right, right, right. Um, you know what, Curtis? I, I wrote a poem about it. Want to hear it? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. 
was the day before the day before the last day to vote, when all through the five states people were voting in slavery and holding on to hope. And slavers and their minions were spreading around fear, confusing the constituents and saying, you bet not even there. Liars were lying, trying to get into our heads with misinformation campaigns to rattle our brains, while misleaders and their believers misled. Abolitionists and the witnesses fought against the evil, while betrayers betrayed, leaving them to say, damn, it be your own people. But they prayed, stayed hopeful, and held on to faith that their state wouldn't enter a state of total disgrace, that the people would speak in one loud and proud voice, we would never choose slavery if we had half a choice. The abolitionists told the people to be bold and said, go in mass to the polls, because you do. Vote yes to ratify the Alabama Constitution of 2022. Vote yes on three in Tennessee. Vote yes on seven to teach them a lesson in Louisiana. Vote yes on 112 to do it ourselves in Oregon with a stomp. And yes, you can even vote yes on PR2 in Vermont. Abolition. 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 You know? Yep. Sometimes it'd be your own people. Wow. It's it's so sad. So sad. I feel as though we need Auntie Harriet to, you know, come out with her gun. You Uh, know, for those that want to run back. She was just here a little while ago. You know, the spirit of Harry Tubman is in Tina Wyatt. Uh, believe right. that. And that spirit right. was here with us tonight in these final moments before we make history on an epic level. And, you know, if we're going to tell our some of our stuff in advance, let's tell it like this. Next year, there's t- over two dozen states or around two dozen states that are joining the fight, that are doing the same thing. At least half a dozen of them already got their uh, – legislation uh, already submitted, <laughs> you know? Right, and right. Others, you heard what like uh, the caller from Michigan Edmund, said. When Edmund came in, right, he said, we are, right. like, you know, ready to rip. As soon as it's time, we're putting it in. And he's not the only one. We got Virginia on, New Jersey's on, Texas is on, Florida is on, mm-hmm. Nevada is on, and on and on and on. So if you think you're lonely now... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wait until tonight. wait until no. November ninth. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's on and popping, man. This thing is not going to be stopping anytime soon. You can rest assured of that. The main goal is very simple. Slavery is a crime against humanity, and there is no reason ever for us to have it embedded into our national and state constitutions as a protection for the institution of slavery. Right, Like we literally define the conditions under which a person enslaved, how? As a punishment for crime for those who have been duly convicted. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just wrong. Check it out. You ain't got to worry about nothing else more than that. That is enough. All right, it looks like we got a call, uh, one more caller here today, and then we'll get into our final segments. 9740, you're here with us on Abolition Today. Good evening, abolitionists. This is Brother Larry from Louisiana. Hey, hey Brother Larry. How are y'all doing? Right. What's going doing? on? Oh, man, everything is going well. Thank you guys for another, another great show. It was 
an honor just to just hear the voice of uh, one of the revolutionaries, uh, you know, the spirit of uh, Harriet Tubman coming through uh, Miss Tina Wyatt. Uh, and, you know, like what was said and what you've told me before, um, Max, you know, this is, this is a divine intervention of, of how it happened from what happened last year. Some people would have just laid down, but we came back and we, we've ran through the legislator like, like nobody's business, uh, unanimously. And with, with that divine intervention, you know, like my, uh, my mom always told me, she's like, the enemy is going to come also. And I believe that enemy is the one who is against us. Let them, let them just creep up in this mind and tell people to do the opposite besides ending slavery. And, um, you know, it just, it just really, it, it breaks my heart to see it happen, to, you know, that someone to be used like that with something mm-hmm. so big because the law has always been against us. And even if it was unlawful to do something, they still did what they wanted to do. So with these laws, you know, as a black man, what do we follow, you know, um, and, and to, to do their bidding for, you know, pretty much a, uh, like one of my friends told me, uh, a hamburger and a gallon of gasoline, but your people are still, your people are losing. It makes no sense. And to side with the the biggest enemy of this state, uh, because Seaball uh, is what I've heard is notorious for the things he has been doing, and to side with him when he voted the they voted the bill down last year, uh, you know, what I'm saying? it makes no sense. It makes no absolute no sense to anyone. Um, the and for him to be yeah. Uh, right, you know, what I'm saying? people have been awakened now. You've been out there on the ground. Right. You, Curtis, and all the others right. championing this cause. You knew that you could not really compete with them because they controlled the media, mm-hmm. but they didn't control the right. people. And y'all went straight to the people. Right, and and I had a, a interview with the Washington Post on Wednesday, and you know, she asked like, "What do you think the people are going to decide?" I said, "I believe." When people step inside of that ballot box, they will they will be led by the spirit to choose right. I do believe that, regardless of what they've heard, and if they've heard us, and I know that they have, they will choose what is right. You know, what I'm saying, and that's what I believe yes. in, one hundred percent. I don't, you know, I was talking to someone today. They say, don't worry about the negativity. Just keep going, and we have been flooding. <laughs> Uh, everyone with the right information. People have been calling. Uh, I almost caught myself getting annoyed, but I say, you know what? Let let me get to the ninth, and that's all I, we care about. Let's get to the ninth or the eighth, and let's let's go from there. And then I'll get my rest. So I thank you guys for being such uh, teachers and you know professionals uh, and 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 philosophers in this in this movement. And I thank you guys very much. Appreciate. I thank brother Curtis Davis. Always being the, the heralding voice, uh, you know, and what we're doing. So uh, let's keep moving. We gon we gonna have freedom one way or another. Amen. <laughs> and with that being said, Amen we got to close up, <laughs> We got to close up the program and get to our final segment. I do want to say thank you to our callers and guests who shared their thoughts uh, here. We do only a couple days to go before we make history. 
I'm so appreciative of all of you. Y'all are the superheroes. I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, Bridging the Gap with Ozzy Davis, once again, being Frederick Douglass, and talking about what Frederick dedicated his life to. Um, forward to that. And next week is our season finale. We'll be reporting on the results here next week. Hopefully, Representative Edmund Jordan will join us, as he said he would, and we'll just talk about, you know, it'll be after the fact, <laughs> and we'll talk about it then. Um, looking forward to the season finale, and we'll be playing some replays while we're off air for six weeks. We'll be back in 2023. Uh, Yusuf? Yes. Great show tonight, Max. And I ditto all of the thanks to uh, Tina Wyatt and our callers. I uh, want to thank our sponsors and partners, Jailhouse Lawyers Speak, the I Am We Ubuntu Prison Advocacy Network, Sema Urge, Quakers Uplifting Racial Justice, the Paul Cuffey Abolitionist Center, Prismatic Dreams, and the Abolish Slavery National Network. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash abolition today. You'll find all the news, information, and music you hear on this program, as well as our Facebook page, Abolition Today. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so uh Check us out. Check the archives. Also, go to abolitiontoday.org. Remember to join the movement at abolishslavery.us. But, of course, if you're listening here, you've already joined the movement, and we appreciate that. Tell a friend to tell a friend uh, to get out to vote, especially those that are in those five states, Vermont, Oregon, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Alabama. Tell your friends to get out to vote. Uh, Max already gave you what's coming up next week. So this week's Bridging the Gap will be Ozzie Davis reading Frederick Douglass's Dedicating My Life, and that will be followed up by Freedom from Django Unchained. We'll be back next Sunday, 13th, God willing, with the season three finale. And I'm praying we're coming in celebrating. We're going to have a celebration next week. So be sure to tune in, and hopefully uh, rep. Edmund Jordan of Louisiana will join us as well as representatives from the five states. So until next week, think about abolition today. Peace and blessings be upon you all. Abolition. Abolition. To my friends in England, I owe my freedom in the United States. They learned through correspondence that Captain Auld, my master, would take 150 pounds sterling for me. And this sum they promptly raised and paid for my liberation placing the papers of my manumission into my hands before they would tolerate the idea of my return to my native land. To this commercial transaction, to this blood money, I owe my immunity from the operation of the fugitive slave law. Having remained abroad for nearly two years and being about to return to America, not as I left it, a slave, but a free man, Prominent friends of the cause of emancipation in England offered to make me a testimonial, both on the grounds of personal regard to me and also to the cause to which they were so ardently devoted. I suggested that my friends should simply give me the means of obtaining a printing press and materials to enable me to start a paper advocating the interest of my enslaved and oppressed people. I told them, that perhaps the greatest hindrance to the adoption of abolition principles by the people of the United States was the low estimate everywhere in that country placed upon the Negro as a man, 
that because of his assumed natural inferiority, people reconcile themselves to his enslavement and oppression as being inevitable, if not desirable. The grand thing to be done, therefore, was to change this estimation by disproving his inferiority and demonstrating his capacity for a more exalted civilization than slavery and prejudice had assigned him. In my judgment, a newspaper in the hands of persons of the despised race would, by calling out and making them acquainted with their own latent powers, by enkindling their hope of a future and developing their moral force, prove a most powerful means of removing prejudice and awaking an interest in them. These views I laid before my friends. The result was that nearly $2,500 was speedily raised toward my establishing such a paper as I had indicated. On December 3rd, 1847, I launched my own newspaper, The North Star, in Rochester, New York. I chose this name because a slave followed the North Star when he escaped north to freedom. On the masthead, I inscribed as the paper's motto the words, Right is of no sex, truth is of no color, God is the father of us all, and we are all brethren. In a message to my oppressed countrymen, I wrote, We solemnly dedicate the North Star to the cause of our long oppressed and plundered fellow countrymen. May God bless the undertaking to your good. It shall fearlessly assert your rights, faithfully proclaim your wrongs, and earnestly demand for you instant and even-handed justice. Giving no quarter to slavery in the South, it will hold no truce with oppressors in the North, while it shall boldly advocate emancipation for our enslaved brethren, it shall omit no opportunity to gain for the nominally free, complete enfranchisement. Every effort to injure or degrade you or your cause, originating wheresoever or with whomsoever, shall find in it a constant, unswerving, and inflexible foe. Remember that we are one, that our cause is one, and that we must help each other if we would succeed. We have drunk to the dregs the bitter cup of slavery. We have worn the heavy yoke. We have sighed beneath our bonds and writhed beneath the bloody lash. Cruel mementos of our oneness are indelibly marked on our living flesh. We are one with you under the ban of prejudice and proscription, one with you under the slander of inferiority, one with you in social and political disfranchisement. What you suffer, we suffer. What you endure, we endure. We are indissolubly united and must fall or flourish together. I had resolved that whatever power I had should be devoted to the freeing of my people from slavery, and that once free, they should enjoy all the rights, privileges, and immunities enjoyed by any other members of American society. To the achievement of these goals, 
I dedicated the rest of my life. Felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Pressure to break or retreat at every turn. Facing the fear that the truth had discovered. No telling how all this will work out, but I've come too far to go back now. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, oh, oh, oh. and to find it, cause everything I If we'd known you all were going to be this much trouble, we would have picked our own fucking cotton.